Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Earners, the year is almost halfway over. Do not miss this opportunity to scale to the next level. EYL University is the biggest institution when it comes to business online period. We have ramped up things in 2021 with over 20 infinity groups, including our breakout crypto club, which is fastly becoming one of the top online communities for cryptocurrency information. It also includes MG, the mortgage guys, home buyers, blueprint, volume one. It also includes monthly financial planning calls with yours truly. It also includes our book club, our movie club, Access to our private Facebook group with over 6,000 members, access to over 100 past webinars, and access to weekly webinars from industry experts. All that and more for a limited offer of 60% off. That's right, 60% off of the annual tuition. Go to EYLUniversity.com right now and become an earner. My graduates from my school being Forbes, backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> A mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. Right now, we're gonna reset the room, and we're gonna we're gonna give you a deep dive into one of the greatest entrepreneurs of all time, Shaquille O'Neal. If you watch EYL, you know it's no fluff. We get straight to it. 
And very rare do you have an opportunity to hear these kind of conversations when we interview Mark Cuban, when we interview Mike Novogratz, who's worth $8 billion, when we interview Rick Ross, when we yeah. interview Dame Dash. Yeah. It's like you're right there. Keep going. <laughs> it's like you're right there. So I want you guys, let's have fun. We're going to have fun with this today. But more importantly, I want you guys to really listen and learn from this man's journey, his experiences, and the information that he's about to provide. So without further ado, the big Aristotle. Shaq, where you at, baby? What's happening? Y'all live in this motherfucker, ain't you? <laughs> oh, damn. It's like, it's like game seven. It is. What's going on? Any Hawks fans in the building? Okay, okay. <laughs> Shaq, Shaq, first and foremost, thank you, brother. We appreciate it. PhD, MBA, gentleman and a scholar, but more important than anything, great father. So before we start, I want to wish yes, you yes, yes. and every father out there happy, happy Father's, Father's Day. Day. Happy, happy Father's, Father's Day. Day. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. All right, all right. So Shaq, we're not even going to waste any time. Let's get right into it. Everybody take your seats. Now it's time to learn. It's time to learn. Pads out. So Magic Johnson, the great Magic Johnson, gave you some advice when you was 18 years old about financial literacy. You know, we always hear about 70% of NBA players going broke, a lot of the NFL players going broke, rappers, entertainers, but you're somebody who obviously made a lot of money while you were playing, but you probably doubled, quadrupled, tripled your net worth after your playing. It's a success story. So what are some of the jewels that he gave you when you was a young man that you still carry with you to this day? Well, at first, before I met Magic Johnson, I spent a million dollars in one day. So I knew nothing about financial literacy. My agent calls me and said, hey, I got a check for a million. So shit, you know me, I already had that black Mercedes lined up. <laughs> so I said, I'm about to go get the Mercedes with the wheels, the pullout deck, so it costs 150. So when I get back to the crib, my dad said, where's mine at? So in my mind, I'm like a million, mine is 150, shit, I got 850 left, mm. right? So I go buy him one, I go buy my mother one, you know, I get some ice, I get some earrings, get a couple of suits. So I get a call from the bank manager. He says, you spend a million dollars. And I was like, no, I didn't. So then when I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the paperwork, I see FICA. Now I get mad. I'm like, hey, I don't know no motherfucking FICA. He took 200,000. <laughs> no, I don't. So like, I, didn't, like, I had no idea what FICA and income to, to, uh, sales tax, state tax. I had no idea what that was. So then I said, okay, I don't want to be like the rest of these NBA players. I got to teach myself. Because this is something that we don't know. Like, you know, my family work, work uh, paycheck to paycheck. We never had no money. But I had to get that Benz. I had to get my mom a Benz. Like, I just had to get that first. 
So after I spent that million dollars in a day, I sort of, you know, educated myself. Yeah. And it's okay not to know nothing. So if you don't know nothing, you just ask questions. Yeah. So everybody I saw that was successful, how you do that? How you do that? How you do that? And the first book I bought was The Dummy's Guide to Starting Your Own Business. Everybody, everybody should get that book because they give you all the answers on how to start a business, how to be successful, what to look for. So after that, I became a little more literate, but I still didn't, didn't, didn't know a lot. And then when I went to L.A., Magic was having a function. He got some praise. I got a little bit more praise. I thought I was the man. And he said, it's all right to be famous, but at some point you want to start owning things. I didn't know what that mean. Yeah. So I went back to the book, and I'm looking up sole proprietorship, you know, uh, joint venture, all this stuff, and I'm devising my plan. That's a valuable lesson, right? We, we always make that quote that formal education can make you a fortune, but self-education can make you a fortune. And so I'm glad that you said that part. One of the things that I, I love that you said is that you invest in things that change people's lives. And so one of those things was Google in 2004 before the IPO. Can you talk about how you got in, uh, introduced to Google and the, the CEOs or the, the company itself? Believe it or not, that was by accident. Wow. <laughs> I'm at the Four Seasons, mm -hmm. sitting, and some white guys and their kids recognize me. So I'm just being nice, signing autographs, taking pictures. And the gentleman says, hey, man, I respect you. I like what you do in the community. I want to tell you about this company, Google. I didn't know what he was talking about. So uh, another good thing is always have, it's always important to have somebody smarter than you that works for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, that's a the, gym. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you're the smartest guy in the room, there's a problem. It's the wrong room. So he's talking all this white boy stuff. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. But I was like, you know what? I got some white boys that understand your language. It sounds good what you're saying. Search engine, future, all that sounds good. But nah, I'm not doing that. I hooked him up with my guy. My guy was like, it looks pretty good. Let's do it. I put in a, 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 a bag. And then a couple years later, I got a bigger bag. <laughs> That's usually so, how it works. <laughs> and then, like, I always go to these text conferences because I like to hear smart people talk. Like, some people talk too much. And I like the people that talk too much because I'm stealing all their shit. <laughs> so, so Jeff Bezos, somebody asked Jeff Bezos, how you get so rich? And he said, I invest in things that change people's lives. Shit. <laughs> so the first thing I did, I was coming out of the Orlando arena, and this lady was chewing me a new one. You MFers charging these babies $300 for shoes, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, ma'am, I don't make the price. I apologize. And I had some money in my pocket. I was like, here you go, baby. Go buy your son Jordans, whatever he want. She smacked the money out of my hand. So at that point, I went home and I thought about it. I was like, you know what? I don't feel right charging the kids that want to be us $100, $200 for shoes. I already had a relationship with Walmart. I had another line. So I, I met with the CEO of Walmart. I said, look, I want to I wanna be the number one shoe seller of Walmart. So we did a deal that was in 95, and ever since 95, I've sold over 400 million pair. 400 million. Clap it up for that. And Clap it up for that. Mine's a, mine's a 29.95, 1995. 
But see, the secret is, I know us. It's not that we don't want to wear $20 shoes. We don't want to wear shoes that look like they cost $20. Mm, right. I know how it go. Yeah. So again, I hire some designers. Shit, if the, uh, you know, Adidas got three stripes, my shit gonna have four. <laughs> That's K-Swiss. That's K-Swiss. K-Swiss, whatever. So, and then, you know, with, with me being who I am, you know, some kids still get picked on when they go to school, but there's still a little bit of, you know, respect behind my name. People don't fully understand that, and I want to dive even deeper because as a young person, you have foresight. I believe you turned down a $7 million extension from Reebok to start your own company. So speak about that as far as the power of betting in itself because there's people out here who might have a $200,000 job that they are afraid to leave. So you turned down a $7 million extension from Reebok, which was 20 years ago, um, and bet on yourself. And like you said, it ended up working out real big for you. I took a chance. What I realized from the previous business that I wasn't going to outsell Michael Jordan, but people know who I was, right? Because Michael used to kill me in Foot Locker. Like, they wouldn't even look at my shit, <laughs> which was cool. I understand. That's Mike. I ain't tripping. So I said, if I go somewhere where nobody's at, it's all mine, right? And then I said, you know what? I know it's a lot of kids out there that, that, that you know, want to have something respectable on their feet, a respectable name, something that look good, and it's going to work. And it's the right thing to do. Because again, I didn't feel right charging little kids $100, $200 for shoes. First year I felt good about it, but then after you know, reality kicked in, I was like, this ain't right. This ain't right. So I invested in something that's gonna change people's lives. And I just went for it. You know, being a, being a CEO starts up here. Everybody in this room is already a CEO. Yes, yeah, yeah, clap it up for yourselves. For sure, for sure. Now, you don't, you don't have to be a, you don't have to own a business to be a CEO. Being a CEO is a mentality. If you have that mentality, if you have that belief, it will work. Of course, there's going to be some ups and downs. When I first started, sell 10,000 pair, 20,000 pair, 50,000 pair, and then it just kept going. So, you know, I've been doing it since, since 95. So 95 to now, that's what, 30-something years? 400 million pair. And then I went to China and did the same thing. Get some of that Chinese money. Yin and everyone. So, but what people don't even digging even deeper to the situation with Reebok, you actually designed the logo. And talk about that, because you, I believe you did that when you was in college. You know, it's crazy. It was simple how I did it. So Michael Jordan is jump man, and I dunk a lot. Shit, I'm dunk man. <laughs> that, 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 that's how I did it. So I went Brilliant. to the, no, sir. So I went to the uh, office, got it registered. I could only afford to get it registered across the United States, so I had it. So we had a marketing class. The marketing professor said, "Show us something that could be sold in the future." So I came with the Shaq shirts, Shaq underwear, Shaq socks, Shaq shoes, and at that time, big men were not selling. Only guys were selling that was uh, Dr. Uh, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. So the guy gave me an F. He said, this will never work because big guys don't sell. So then I thought about what he said. It made a lot of sense. So as I'm back in my dorm room, I'm sitting. I see this dumbass dog uh, on, on uh, TV. Spud McKenzie. Yeah, Spud McKenzie. Yeah, Spud McKenzie. And I'm just sitting there. This dude got like 20 commercials. Then I go to the store. He got cups and hats. So now I go back and study him. 
and every commercial he did was funny. So I said, aha, if I ever get the chance to do a commercial, I just got to add a lot of humor to the commercial. So I've always had the ability to create my own commercials, and it's working out you know, pretty good for me. One of the other things that, that happened in colleges, and you actually turned into a business, was the lack of the ability to get car insurance. And so now you have a deal with the general insurance. Can you tell about that story? Because a lot of times people see the commercial and they see the cartoon and it's, it's oh, this is not serious. But no, this is something that you've been doing for a long time because of that story in college. Everybody, everybody had a car but me. So I'm walking one day and I see this Bronco 2. That shit was raggedy, but it was a car. <laughs> 1500 so I get the Pell Grant for eighteen hundred. So yeah, we know that. We know the Pell Grants. So, yeah, we know that. So I go to the bank and get about three hundred, and I get the rest in ones. So I got the big knot. So then I go buy the car, and the guy says, "Hey man, before I let you drive, you need insurance." I'm like, "What's insurance?" He said, "You you need insurance." So I go to all these places. Three hundred a month, two hundred a month. So now I got to go back to the dealer like, hey, man, I need my money back. I can't afford the insurance. <laughs> so he said, no, go to this place. And the place I went to was the general. And the reason why I, I do commercials for the general now, one, they took care of me when I was young, but it's affordable insurance. Mm -hmm. We ain't got time these days, especially since they laying people off. We ain't got time to be paying 500, 600 for insurance. So it's really a quality insurance company, just like all the other uh, companies, but we decide we're not overcharging people. And you get the same thing. So that's why I'm, I'm with the general. I'm more, about, I'm more about introducing products that are affordable to people rather than just you know, introducing everything. Yeah. Salute, let, to, salute to you for that. That's a fact. Yeah. So let's get back to this logo, because I, I think that that might have won over a few people's heads. There's valuable lessons in this situation. A, you was in college, you was an All-American. You was the top basketball player in college. You come up with an idea, your professor tells you that's a bad idea, gives you an F, and said big men are not marketable. So A, I think that a lot of times in our life, we let people dictate our future by their opinion. You could have easily said you're right, but also you didn't take it personal because in a way he kind of was right, but you realized that you had to become a personality. So that's why when you saw the commercials with McKenzie, it's like, okay, the Shaq and the Fool, people see you dancing and all that, they think, like, you are a, 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 a nice guy, but that's also part of the marketing play because you knew you had to make yourself a lovable character. Do me a favor, if you feel like you're somebody, put your hand up. This is the quote I tell my kids. If a nobody can influence a somebody, then a nobody wins. But the question of the day is, who the fuck are you? Nobody. Think about that. I don't let people tell me what I can and can't do. It won't happen. Hey. So he's saying we he's saying big guys ain't gonna sell. I'm like, okay. All right, whatever. Don't do this, don't do that. Okay, whatever. Like it don't matter what they say. You gotta whatever you believe, you go for it. And you gotta understand before you succeed, you must first learn to fail. Like if you fail one or two times and you and you stop pursuing your dream, you ain't ready anyway. That's a, that's a valuable lesson. A lot, of, a lot of people discount that, right? I read this quote that said that failure is the beginning of the journey. It is. Right? Because after that point, you've now learned what not to do. So a lot of people got to really understand that, right? You, you have to fail at some point just and, to know. And you learn from the mistakes of others. So obviously, Michael Jordan, a GOAT, 
um, but he doesn't own the Jumpman logo. There's actually a lawsuit a few years ago with yep. the photographer that took that picture. Nike paid him like $10,000. But think about how valuable that logo, billions, that logo itself is worth billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. So you learned from that and said, okay, I got the Dunkman logo, but you own that logo. So artists, entertainers, you see people that don't own their masters, right. you've seen the horror stories, learn from it. Don't continue to make the same mistake. Yes, I, I've always learned from mistakes. My father was a drill sergeant. So whenever, every time somebody did something crazy, I got a whooping. Lynn Bias passed away from dual cocaine. My father came in and told me a new one. He came in the house, he said, if you ever do coke, I'll kill you. And I'm so young and dumb, I was like, I don't, I don't do coke, I drink Pepsi. <laughs> and he just hit me with, that, with the two-piece, bow, bow. That's why, I don't, that's why I don't do drugs. Trying to be funny. <laughs> one time he caught me sipping on a beer, he made me drink a 12-pack to the head. That's why I don't do stuff like that. Every time, every time an athlete did something crazy, I would get in trouble. So, you know, I, I, rather than ridiculing and judging people, I just learn, you know, from their mistakes. Yeah. So just the logo, I, I'm thinking from my perspective, and I, I want your take on it. This is something that you sketched in college. If we go to L.A. right now, that logo is in front of the Staples Center. What is that feeling like for you? Oh, don't let that go over your head, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> like, this is an idea that he sketched in his college his dorm head, room, and he head. got a statue in front of the Staples Center of that same logo. Yo. I made for... Prestige. I see... I see a lot of kids in here, and I tell kids the same thing. Listen to your mother and father. I wasn't the smartest guy in the room, wasn't the brightest guy in the room, but I listened to my mother and father. They believed in my dream, they made me believe in my dream, and I just, I just wanted to fight. I'm, I'm a fighter. Like, when you tell me I can't do nothing, I'ma just go and do it. So when I first got to L.A., nobody could be as famous as Magic and Kareem, you'll never win and all that, and I'm saying, okay, you're a nobody, I'm a somebody, I ain't trying to hear all that. And you know, you just keep fighting. So the first four years, me and Kobe, we got swept. We didn't give up, we just kept going. And then we won three in a row, I got traded. You all know the story, but again, it doesn't matter what anybody tell you, it's what you believe. And again, everybody in here is a CEO, because CEO is mental. So one of the things that you're known for is uh, being a franchise owner. You own a bunch of franchises. Um, they talked about it earlier. Papa John's, 24-hour fitness. Yeah. Um, the, any other that I'm missing? Five guys, but well, you, five sold, guys, you sold, five sold five guys. guys. You sold five guys. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, the franchise, it's a lot of NBA players that are franchise. Jamal Mashburn. Yep, Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups, Magic Johnson. Junior Bridgman, a person that probably nobody here has ever heard no, of. No, that's not true. Because they listen to Earn Your Leisure. Well, hopefully, if they're day one, <laughs> hopefully. So y'all should know who Junior Bridgman but is. But Junior Bridgman is interesting. Can you talk about the story of Junior Bridgman and how he influenced you? I always use people that are better than me to influence me. So coming up, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Dr. J. In business is Junior Bridgman. Because he did the same thing I did. He's a professional basketball player. After that, he bridged out into business. Dude's a billionaire. So, even though I'm 49, I don't feel ashamed when I say I want to be like somebody else. I strive to be like him. And he owns a lot of things, and he's a very impressive man. 
The Papa John's is a very interesting story. So after the dude did what he did, I was already trying to get franchises, but he kind of turned me down. So after the dude did what he did, a friend of mine said, hey, we're going to go buy Papa John's. I said, what you mean? He said, come with me. So we go in, and a friend that I know, he buys Papa John's. And he says, Shaq, I want you aboard. I said, well, you know you messed up with my people. He said, no, it wasn't me, it was him. I said, well, you know they messed up with my people. <laughs> I said, if you, if you put me on board, I got to be on the board, I got to be in charge, and I got to get some franchises. I got to help you all understand what's going on. So the first thing I did when they came in, they was like, hey, man, the numbers, the numbers are still the same. We're not getting any better. I said, can I be frank? I said, yeah. I said, how y'all going to call people the N-word and then charge them the highest price for pizza? We ain't going for that Talk shit. Talk about it. Talk about we it. Ain't, we ain't going for that. So I said, first thing you need to do, drop them prices, though. So you drop the prices, things start getting back. And at first, I took a lot of flack. And I understood because a lot of times I don't tell people what I'm doing because I don't want it to be perceived as bragging. He do this, he do that. I'm doing business for me. It was a great thing to do. And listen, Papa John's is a, a good brand. The guy just messed up, but he had to pay for that. He sold it to us. So now that he sold it to us, I'm just going to make sure it's right, slowly but surely. But a lot of people, you sell out this and that, but one thing I will never do is sell my people out. I'll never, like, I, if, if yes, he was sir. still involved. Yes, sir. Listen, if he was still involved, I, I would never do that. But he out. My man own it, and I own it now. So we straight. <laughs> and the marketing is, is amazing, by the way. So you. when, when you're going into company, is there a specific thing that you're looking for when you're trying to invest in a company? Obviously, you want it to change lives, but is there any other criteria that you're looking for when you want to get into a company? I mean, I just want to make people happy and make people smile. So the general, because that's affordable insurance. Yep. Shack shoes for the kids. Uh, what else? Papa John's, because you know we love pizza. Auntie Anne's. <laughs> yeah. I sold my Auntie Anne's. Okay. Yeah, because black people don't like pretzels that much. <laughs> so I had to, I had to uh, switch it up. Now, the cinnamon ones we eat. The what? The cinnamon-flavored ones we eat. We eat those, right? Y'all eat the cinnamon pretzels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah. nobody eat no cinnamon pretzels. <laughs> we do. <laughs> if you don't get your motherfucking Vince Carter-looking ass out of here. <laughs> We don't eat no cinnamon. Put my hell no. Nah. You crazy. Nah, nah. Troy, Troy's Jamaican, so it's the spices and all that. Nah, I don't. Yeah, it, <laughs> at first it was a good investment, but like the them yard numbers. Yard no different. Big things I go on, man. <laughs> <laughs> but before, I'm going to ask you another question, but before we go there, it's a, it's a lesson in humility and not to look past anybody. The reason why I brought up Junior Bridgman is because like I said, the vast majority of people have never heard of him. He played in the NBA in the, in the 1970s. I think the most he ever made was like $200,000. He worked in Wendy's during the off season. He didn't work in Wendy's because he needed a job. He worked in Wendy's to learn the business. So after he was done, he started investing in Wendy's franchises. He ended up owning over 400 Wendy's franchises and became the second largest Wendy's franchise owner in the world, not America, in the world. Yes, and yes, he yes. amassed a, a net worth of $400 million in the process. No, he got, no, no. No, 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 no. So then he sold that. He sold all of those. 
and flipped it, and now he's 900 million. So Shaq said he looks up to him. So if you're just looking at it like Junior Bridgman, he, he's not an all-star. He he's, not a, he's not a Hall of Fame. Right. You might, he might be in the audience right now, and you walk right past him. You never know who you're sitting next to. And just because you're not at the top of a certain level now doesn't mean you can't get to the top of something else later on. And, that's, and that was one of the things. He was at the top of a list, right? So when you, I, I read the story where you said that you searched up NBA players with the greatest fortune, and you thought your name would be on there. I thought I was at the top. I'm not, I, I'm not even close. <laughs> and to your surprise, it was Junior Bridgman. You know, it's crazy because I was at the airport too. Like NBA richest players, I was like. <laughs> I was like number seven. I'm like, damn, I'm broke <laughs> compared to these dudes. But it just, it just motivates. And, and like, the crazy thing is, I never wanted to be rich. I just wanted to be able to buy my mother anything she wants. That's it. I don't care about. But look, you can't, you can't take none of this with you. Just like some of the ladies in here, and you know, some of your parents. My mom used to cook us breakfast, iron our clothes, go to work come home, cook dinner, never complain. So that was motivation for me. The first thing I said, I said, when I get this money, you ain't going to have to do nothing ever again in your life. I heard, I heard the little West Indian in No, there. seriously, like nothing. So, right. and she's, she never asked me for nothing, but right before Kobe died, my sister passed away. So my family was living in Orlando. I only got to see him four times at work. It's like, y'all got to come home with me. So mother go pick a house. You know, she's still one of them old school moms. Baby, that's too much. I'm like, you want it? And like, it feels good to just tell them, yeah, give me that. Without, without, without no checking credit or none of that. Like the lady's like, she was like, I need to check your credit. I was like, I beg your pardon. <laughs> Excuse me. Straight cash, homie. Yeah. Straight cash. My mama's like, baby, don't do that. I was like, hold on, mama. She disrespected me. Hey, lady. <laughs> I want this house, and I want the 10-day closing right now. Do it. Thank you. Appreciate it. So that's, that's, that's what I do it for. So, you know, my kids, my kids are older now, and they're kind of upset with me. Not really upset, but they, they don't understand. Because I tell them all the time. We ain't rich. I'm rich. <laughs> yeah, we don't. No, you got, to, you got to have bachelor's or master's, and then if you want me to invest in one of your companies, you're going to have to present it. Boom, boom, boom. Bring it to me. I'll let you know. I'm not giving you nothing. The girls, I'll, 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 I'll take care of the girl, but my boys, oh, they're not getting nothing. Do, do you see the entrepreneurial spirit in, in, the, in your children? I know... Uh, some of the boys are playing basketball. Do you see that spirit in them? Yeah, I do, but I try to let them figure it out. You know, listen, it's one rule, education. I don't care if you play basketball. I don't care about none of that. Because, listen, I got six kids. I would like a doctor, somebody to own a hedge fund, a pharmacist, a lawyer, someone that owns multiple businesses, someone to take over my business. But I tell them, I said, we, we're not, I'm not just going to hand it to you. You gotta earn it, so they they understand. So for Christmas, one of my son got all A's. I said, like, man, go pick what you want. So he come back with the Tesla. 
I said, you better take your ass across the street to, to the Chargers. You better get you a Charger. I ain't getting no motherfucking Tesla. Nah, dog. Better get you a Charger. The V6 of that. I get the Hellcat. You don't get the Hellcat. Let me, let me ask you a question, because uh, you're a very observant person, and you make investments based off of the things that you observe. Ring. You are early invested in Ring, and it's an interesting story. So can you tell that story? So this is the first time I'm not living like a spoiled brat. I love Atlanta. These are my people. I live amongst the people, right? So I call a security company. Say, hey, man, I need some cameras, because people are still crazy now. <laughs> so I said, I need some cameras. So the dude comes to the house, 80000 I'm not paying no motherfucking 80000 <laughs> Beat it. Call another company. 65000 I'm not paying that either. So I, I go to Best Buy. I'm getting TVs and stuff in the house, and I see this little the ring camera. And the crazy thing about it is I hooked it up myself. I put it on the door, I forgot about it. I'm way in China. Me and my man Rock, we're doing like this, you know, there's this thing in China, and somebody rings a bell and I'm talking to him. I was like, damn, my people don't know about this. So I went to the conference, I told the guy, I said, hey, my name is Shaquille O'Neal. I want to invest in your company and you're going to pay me to do commercials and then whatever happens, happens. So. I invested some money in it, and then a year yeah, later, Jeff Bezos bought the company. I mean, because look, it's good for us. It's affordable security that, that really works. I mean, just think about it. My other security in my other house, I paid a lot of money for it. They don't call the phone. Right. You can't see who's, who's you know, doing what. So I actually like this guy. I was like, you know what? I want to invest. And, you know, he did. How much did Jeff Bezos buy the company for, Troy? Uh, a cool billion. A cool billion? Billion. Billion with a B. With a That's B. That's nice. Congrats on that one. Congratulations. I, I didn't get that money. I know you didn't. You got, know you got, you got, you got a post. As an early investor. As an early investor. As an early investor. Another, another story um, that you told. Hey, when I get a billion dollars, I'm going to start walking around with no shoes on. <laughs> Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Motherfucking toes just out. Shaq, 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 Shaq. Shaq, this picture's on the internet of your toes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you can't do that. <laughs> toes just gonna be out. You had you halfway there. You got sway sway loafers. Halfway, halfway there. You don't no like side. my shoes? No, no, we like the shoes, bro. We like the shoes. We like the shoes. We like the shoes. It's the toes that we, I'm concerned about. <laughs> my toes are ugly as hell. Oh, they ain't a word. I, my shit respectfully, terrible. respectfully. Probably no, the worst my, I've ever seen. My shit bad. <laughs> I know it. Um, playing with the, the great Kobe Bryant. <laughs> what do you got? The camera's on his feet. Oh, they, they put... oh y'all want to see my toes? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, no! Yo, zoom in, zoom in. <laughs> I thought it was a Photoshop the first time I saw it. My shit terrible. <laughs> Damn. Can't unsee. Some things you can't unsee. You can't unsee that, no. That might, that's an earn your leisure first. <laughs> I'm not sure if that was a toe now. I don't know what I got was. ugly feet, so what? <laughs> Billionaire feet. Shaq, okay. play, 
My feet look better than them ugly ass shorts you got on. Uh, oh, you thought about that? <laughs> you thought I wasn't gonna come back? Bam, 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 bam. Huh? Huh? What's wrong with him? Don't let him do that, Shadi. Yo, stop laughing, y'all. That's my brother. Stop laughing, y'all. Nah, 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 what's happening? Nah. He thought about that. He thought about that. He thought, yeah, he took some time. Where's Shiggy time. at? Where's Shiggy when you need him? Damn. Sh Shiggy, where you at? <laughs> I got, I got reinforcements, man. <laughs> nah, um, playing, playing, playing with the great Kobe Bryant, and um, as far as his work ethic, what did you learn? from playing and seeing somebody so focused, so determined. Uh, what did you learn from that? And, and, and what's some lessons that you can kind of give the people here? Because you played with him and you was a teammate and you were a friend of his. When I say I didn't learn anything from him, I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. Because every CEO in here has their own route, mm -hmm. right? You don't have to follow my route, you gotta follow your route. Kobe was different. Like he worked, work, 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 work. I work, go to the club, <laughs> work, go to the mall, work in people's DM, <laughs> work like this. But he just, work, 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 work. I, that, that ain't me. <laughs> but the way he did it was just, our mentals were similar. He wanted to be the best ever. I didn't want to be the best ever, I wanted to be the most dominant ever. So he, but he, he worked, he worked, and he worked, and I'm glad he did, because I definitely wouldn't have got three without him. I know that. Right, right, yeah, yeah. And the last five brothers that was up here, they're all CEOs, right? Yes, sir. But you know why they all get along? One word, respect. So I'm sure they have arguments or beefs or whatever, but as long as the respect is there, the success will always be there. We had our differences. He want to shoot. I'm like, nah, don't shoot. Throw it to me. <laughs> Respectfully. <laughs> True story. We in Madison Square Garden. I'm at the free throw line. Halle Berry's walking down the steps. I had to call a timeout. <laughs> Huddle up. Hey, Holly here to see me. Don't nobody shoot that motherfucker but me. <laughs> Kobe, nobody. No, she here to see, shoot, shoot, shoot that shit and see what happened. <laughs> One, two, three, break. <laughs> and I made the first one, so I thought I was, I was like, shit, I made it. I missed the second one though. But we always just, that was our, our argument. Yeah. I shoot, you shoot. That's because you got two CEOs on the same team. And he was definitely a CEO the way he thought, the way he played. And that's why he's one of the greatest ever. Yeah. And again, I'm glad I was, I'm glad I was a part of that. But each individual CEO has their own route. Like, the way he did it is cool, the way I did it is cool, but you have to create your own route. Yeah. Like, he, he never went to the club. I got to go to the club. <laughs> when I come to, like, when we was in L.A. and I'm coming to, the, to Atlanta, we got a night off. Magic City, baby. 
Make it rain, trick, trick, make it rain. Um, what you think, I'm gonna just sit in the room? No, I'm not. And focus on the game? No, I'm not. You know why? I got Dikembe Mutombo guarding me. I ain't gotta do nothing Wait, for that. You're not even worried. Yeah, oh, you heard what I said? <laughs> hey, Barbecue chicken alert. Ain't <laughs> hey, worried about nothing. Speak, speaking of Kobe, when I, when I think of one of your greatest highlights, it's the crossover at the top of the key alley-oop that sends you out to the, the uh, finals. I want to know, what, in your perspective, what is your greatest highlight in business thus far? What's something that you look at and say, you know what, this is incredible. I'm so proud that I did this. I don't like to seem like I'm bragging, but I'm going to ask you a question. <clears throat> who owns, who owns Marilyn Monroe? Marilyn Monroe. Playboy? Who owns Elvis Presley? Who owns Forever 21? Who owns JCPenney? Me. The Diesel. Yeah, I own my real. Hey, stand up for that, y'all. Stop playing. <laughs> Stop playing. Talk heavy. Talk heavy. My real. Talk to him. Talk to him. So my real business, my real business is I own 50 brands. So when I was retiring, I'm looking around, I'm like, how does Michael Jackson and all these guys live forever? So one of the chapters in the book, joint ventureship. So I called the three companies that help people live forever, and they brought my band for a lot of money. So I took half that money, put it back in the company, now I'm the number two guy in the company. Instead of taking all that money and just saying, okay, you control 50% of my brand. Nope, I'm gonna put it back in, just in case. Because you always gotta keep an eye on them, right? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. could have bought my brand and made me go away, but I'm like, nope, put money back in the company. Now I own all those other brands. So if Shaq goes away, shit, we still got Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't nothing but a hound dog. So that, that, that's how I was looking at it. Respectfully. Y'all want to see my toes again before I leave? No, 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 no. Throw yeah. your toes in the air and wave them like. Talk heavy. Talk. Uh, before we leave, I want to I wanna, I wanna end this vibe. You had the honor of sitting down with a lot of great people. You used to do music. You got a bag for music. But you said that um, the late, great Christopher Wallace, Notorious B.I.G., you Yo. had the honor of him doing a song with you, and you said afterwards, y'all ate, and he was telling you about his dreams, about what he wanted to do in business, what he wanted to do in entrepreneurship, fatherhood. He never got a chance to do that. He was killed when he was 24 years old. So people here, can you talk about that, and, and what's the importance of living for today, taking action today, because tomorrow's not promised? And living for today, you take advantage of all opportunities. I like rapping. I'm not a rapper, right? I know this. So I go on the Arsenio Hall show. I like being different. I don't want to just come in a suit and talk. So I say, yo, let me rap with my favorite rap group. At the time, it was Fushnickens. Fushnickens, yeah. I killed it. So the next day, my agent said, hey, man, these guys want to give you a record deal. 
Like, no, I'm not interested. 10 million for three albums. Shit, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. But then I said, you know what? They're not going to like me rapping by myself. Tell them I want to rap with all my favorite, rap my favorite rappers. They agreed to it. So I get a song called You Can't Stop the Rain, and I'm riding in the car. I already got my verse done. And Biggie says my name. I'm slamming brothers like Shaquille. And I'm like, even though I'm the Shaq, I'm still a kid and a fan. I'm a regular person. I'm like, damn, Biggie know who I am? <laughs> so I had somebody contact Puff. I send the jet to go get Biggie. He comes down. So now I'm like, this Biggie. I already got my verse done. If Biggie say my shit is terrible, I'm going to be devastated. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, and I hit play and Big, he's like, I was like, Whew. So then I said, yo, here's a pen in the pad, because I had the studio at the house. Pen in the pad, I'm gonna be in the house, let me know when you get done. He said, no, I'm ready now. I said, what you mean? He goes in the booth, killed it. But it was real rated R, and I was like, big. Uh, <laughs> I gotta sell this in Walmart. <laughs> I hated to do it too. He said, oh yeah, the kids, kids, my bad. And then he went and spit the other verse. But it was just, it was just amazing. And then he was a cool guy. Went in the house and ate, got on the sea dude. He just told me all his dreams. I told him all my secrets. I told him how to get it done. And then the next time I see him was the night before he uh, passed away. I mean, but he was a good brother. But moral of the story is take advantage of all opportunities right now, today. Can we got one more question? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Um, bonus round. It's called bonus round. It's called the biggest. So uh, <laughs> we had a lot of entertainers and athletes, they get robbed. Uh, we heard an unfortunate situation with Fat Joe, that's our guy, we interviewed him. They give access to their business managers, they give access to their accountants to pay their bills for them and all of that. You learned that early on as far as the power of attorney in college, and you say you, you're not with that. Explain that. You have to have education to know what you're looking at. See what I'm saying? So I have the education to, when I feel like I'm getting robbed, I can go look at the books. Be like, what is this? Like, if you don't have education and you put trust in somebody else, then they could tell you whatever. So, you know, like when I say educate yourself, you don't have to have a degree. Look in that book, Dummy's Guide How to Start Your Business. Learn, learn about assets and liabilities. Learn about, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Learn about, uh, you know, debits and credit, do's and don'ts. So that's the first thing I wanted to do. I got the book, then I got my bachelor's, then I got my master's. Because every time I go set up a meeting, it'd be me and my white boys. Like the people be like, hey Shaq, how you doing? And then they turn and start talking to my white boys. But they don't know I'm in charge. The white boys work for me. Yeah. So I said, okay, I got it. Y'all don't think I know what I'm talking about. Went and got my master, so now everybody talk to me. And you just have to be educated to know what you're looking at. So it's okay to have somebody pay your bills, but like me, I get something every first and the 15th. And, it's, and it comes straight to my office, which is my phone. So I go up the room, I light that hookah up, and I'm looking. <laughs> hey, man, what's happening? We only sold how many pieces last week? Nah, man, you need to fix it. Like, like I know what I'm looking at. Like, I can't, can't say we sold 1,000 pieces and then we only sold 20. No, 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 no. <laughs> Something's wrong with that picture. Let me see your toes. Nah. Uh, Ugly ass boy. You talking about my toes. Uh, uh, Ugly ass boy. Nah, nah, nah. 
know, we've got Oscars. Don't do that. I got you. Oh, Shaq, man, it's been an honor, a pleasure. I got My son really wanted to come. I got a question. Huh? Are you light skin or brown skin? Oh, here you go. Here you go. Yeah, because. Here you go. I'm glad it's you this time. All the brown skin homies, put your hand up. <laughs> you light skin cats think y'all hot. Y'all niggas ain't hot. Dark skin, brown skin, we run this. We run this. <laughs> Yo, play some Drake. You better not play no Drake. Put some Drake on. You Yo, better we play only some leaving. Biggie. We only leaving if Drake come on. <laughs> Shaq, I got to ask you one last thing. My son, love, he's 10 years old. And I'm like, how you know Shaq? I can tell he likes skin. He got pretty lips, pretty teeth. Oh, hey, yeah. Hey, 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 that's pause. Fuck that's you got pause. on lipstick. That's pause. That's pause. Shaq. Shaq, that's pause. Tell me about Yo. pretty ass boy. Yo. Shaq. I hate you pretty motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, my son, my son loves Shaq. And I'm like, how you know Shaq? He's 10 years old. He's like, Shaq and a fool. So he wanted to come, but he had to stay in New York for uh, my cousin's graduation. But he's like, can you just give me a shout out? His name is Nasir. Can you give him a shout out? Nasir? Nasir. Nasir, like Nas. Nasir, his uncle Shaq wants to say, listen to your father, listen to your mama, and always follow your dreams. Love is love, yeah, you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, give it up for the big Aristotle, the big diesel. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply. Not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon.